You're listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 151. Today, mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with co-founder of Win the Mental Game, B.J. Merriam, to talk about the power of journaling. B.J. shares a powerful story from his collegiate soccer career where he experienced a devastating knee injury, which led him to seek out mental performance training and ultimately create the Athlete's Edge Journal. It is BJ's mission to provide mental skills products that impact athletes' mental game from the inside out. If enhancing your mental fortitude is a priority, this is the episode for you. What would more wins, higher productivity, or quicker recovery mean for you? NeuroPeak Pro optimizes human performance by working to promote balance within the autonomic nervous system. Used by the world's elite athletes, this training program is now available to you at home. Cutting-edge neuroscience and technology allows you to strengthen your brain remotely, anytime, anywhere. Schedule your evaluation and get started with your brain training today. Visit NeuroPeak Pro and receive a 10% discount by using the promo code GRANTPAR. Are you ready to raise your game? 2021 is the year to increase your performance on and off the field. The Athlete's Edge Journal was designed to cultivate self-confidence and mental resilience through the power of sports psychology. Whether you are a professional athlete, a former college athlete, or have aspirations of greatness in the future, this journal is for you. Visit winthementalgame.com and use the promo code GRANTPAR20 to receive a 20% discount at checkout. Act now to take your mental game to the next level. Hey, BJ, how are you? Hey, Grant, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Very grateful to be here. Awesome, man. Well, I'm really excited to have you on my show. Um, just to get on your, get inside your mindset on a few different things, but just your company, you know, win the mental game and all the things that you're doing to help athletes and coaches uh, with journaling. And we'll get into your product and all that good stuff. But I think what you're doing, especially now in the time that we live in is perfect. It's a perfect time with, with your company. It's a perfect time for your, for your journal, your product. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But before we get into that, I love setting the tone of the show uh, around mental toughness and mindset. And I know that you being a former collegiate soccer player and also collegiate soccer coach, um, I know I can only imagine how many times you've had to be mentally tough and coach people to be mentally tough. So when you think about these two words, mental toughness, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question to lead off with. And, uh, you know, I think two visualizations that I can provide everyone, one being the great story that just happened this past weekend with Alex Smith, right? Um, the whole world saw his injury occur. Um, and then there was the E60 documentary that went through his battle from recovering from, you know, his family supporting him. And then, you know, having to learn the game of football again, um, a game that he was, you know, played at an all pro level. And to go out there and just be humble and be excited to play again and to persevere through those tough times, then to go out 
and be a starting quarterback in the NFL again. That's absolutely amazing. And to put the stats he did this past weekend with the Giants, um, I think that blows me away. Um, that was an amazing display of mental toughness through those tough times to, you know, get back to glory. And then for our pop culture friends, I think the pursuit of happiness in that movie, uh, Will Smith depicting um, the father going out and doing whatever it takes for his family, um, doing whatever it takes to get a job and, you know, just being mentally tough through so many situations to ultimately achieve success. Um, also a big fan of Angela Duckworth and her um, writings on grit, right? And, you know, she talks about the, the power of perseverance and passion. And ultimately, you know, I think that leads to grit and mental toughness and, you know, sets people up for success. Yeah. I love it that you use those, those two uh, scenarios or this, you know, the, the two people, if you will. Um, I think when you think about mental toughness, all these words that we hear in, in the mental game or sports psychology, you hear mental toughness, you hear grit, you hear resiliency, you hear confidence. They, they all, they all have their own place, but they're all interconnected. They all affect each other. And I, I love it that you brought up Alex Smith because I actually am writing a blog right now on, cause I was so moved uh, with his, with that, I think it's called project 11 when they did the documentary on, on him recovering to me, he is the ultimate warrior, like period. I, I think we're all warriors. Like when we go compete or perform, there's an aspect of, of, of a warrior. That's just how I think. And he just demonstrates the heart of the warrior. So what was really interesting is as I've been so moved by his, his comeback, I actually created a mental performance uh, virtual program for football players and coaches called Heart of the Warrior. And it, it just, by seeing what he had to go through, I mean, and I, I want my listeners, if, if you haven't seen Project 11, it's disturbing depending on what you can stomach because you can see a lot of, you know, his half of his leg being gone. But um, it is like moving uh, it takes some serious mental toughness, some serious grit and resiliency to, to have what he went through and what he endured to come back and play at the level, man. It's just a, an incredible story. Absolutely. Just talking about it and just how moving it was. It gives me the chills um, to see him go back from that gruesome injury to, you know, just find himself again and to be able to perform at that level you know how many people have an athletic injury that is at the level his was and never make it back you know and you know obviously the goal and the mindset of an athlete is like i'm going to continue to persevere i'm going to get over obstacles uh i'm going to you know vanish fear and, and do whatever it takes but you know in in some cases just not in the cards but it was amazing for him to you know, succeed on that level. And, you know, he is a testament to that and should be an inspiration to us all. hundred percent. Absolutely. Now, when you reflect on your career as a soccer player and also as a soccer coach, um, and even as a professional right now, um, can you share a specific time where you had to be mentally tough? Yeah. So not to the level of Alex Smith's injury, but right. I had an injury that was not career ending, but a pretty serious one, a PCL, LCL, and MCL tear. Uh, my sophomore year of college as a college goalkeeper. Um, it was like three minutes left in the game. We were up three, nothing. I went up for a ball that I had no business going up for. And of course, boom, 
Um, wow. And it, it was challenging. So we were actually on the path to winning our conference championship for the first time in school history, had four regular season games left. Uh, so I went to the doctor, got evaluated. Um, he pretty much told me that, um, you know, it, it was done. Like my knee was, there's nothing left to tear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sat on the bench for four games and unfortunately, uh, my team had a, a terrible record during the, that span and we ended up sneaking into the playoffs instead of, you know, finishing in first place. So I went to my coach and said, coach, I'm going to go to the doctor and, and ask him to brace it up. Um, so I went to the doc, had that tough conversation. It was like, doc, you know, um, what, what can we do here? He's like, honestly, there's nothing left to tell, but this isn't the world cup. Like you shouldn't be worried about this to go back out there. And I said, so doc, my team needs me. I need to get back out there. It might not be the world cup, but it's my world cup. Um, so ultimately I braced it up, uh, played in the semifinals. Um, we won the game two to one in overtime, played in the finals, had a shutout one, nothing. And we won the first conference championship in school history. Um, from that moment, we took on the division three, um, number eight team in the country, took them to double over time, uh, probably played the game of my life. I think I had 13 saves, uh, and we had lost with five seconds left in the game. Uh, so that was challenging, but then the bigger challenge was I woke up the next morning and I still had a torn knee. Um, so ultimately was really fortunate. The, the number one PCL doc in the country was about 45 minutes from my alma mater, um, ended up having surgery two weeks later. Um, and the turnaround time for recovery was 18 to 24 months. Well, Grant, when I tell you I battled every single day, twice a day, um, to get back, I did that, but I also went through, you know, anxiety, depression during that time, loss of identity because I was a three-sport athlete growing up. So that those months were grueling and gruesome, but it also helped form a new me. I found journaling, I found mental performance skills. And, you know, ultimately that next August, 10 months later, I was back on the field playing again. Um, so it felt awesome to get back out there and turn it around. So I like to say that, you know, that, that challenging time led to a rebirth of who I am. Wow, man. That's a, that's a beautiful story. And, you know, since you and I have been surrounded by athletes and teams and, and programs, you know, we have the front row seat to, to, to witness a lot of people and yourself. Like I did the same thing. It took me a longer time after my career ending injury um, to reignite myself and get back to, you know, quote unquote normal. Um, but I know what it takes to do really, really, really hard work and to commit to it every single day. And even when shit feels bad, it doesn't feel like it's going the right direction. You guys still have to trust the process. And I love your story because I had Anisha Curry on my show um, who played for the um, Oregon Ducks. And also I I believe in in the WNBA and she's the only female coach um, coaching division one men's basketball at university of Maine. When she was playing, I believe it was, it, it was, I think it was in the tournament she broke her foot. Like she, like the, she, like the big bone, she broke it. And, um, wow. and she, she kept on playing for the rest of the game, ended up having an incredible uh, game. And she shares like what all the pain. And so I'm not encouraging, like if, you, if you're injured, you got to make that decision on your body, but it's really crazy with yourself and Adnisha and hundreds of other athletes, the mind over matter, like, you know, you, you can overcome a lot of pain, um, and you can talk to it a lot of pain instead of letting it in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I'm saying, but there, but from that grit, that mental toughness, that resiliency, that all kicks in if you want it bad enough. 
Yeah, no, it's amazing what uh, positive self-talk can do to you, right? Yeah. Um, ultimately, it's, you know, you can either have positive thoughts or negative thoughts in your head, but if you lead with the positive thoughts, um, I think it, you know, kind of is osmosis to the rest of your body, it, it transform it and, and you start believing in yourself. And, you know, even if you're injured or if there's a deficit, um, you have the ability to overcome it. Um, like you said, I don't uh, recommend if you're, you're truly injured and you can't battle through it, there is no right. harm in that. Like go seek the help that you need and, and get back on the field and get back in the game down the road. But uh, it's amazing what a positive mindset can do. Big time, big time. Well, since we are talking about the mental game, um, this is why we're on the show today. I would love to have your have you share with my listeners about your company. Uh, win the mental game. Share with me what your company is about. Uh, what motivated you to to create this company? Yeah, so win the mental game um, came from just adage of wanting to create a community of people who are positive minded, who thrive off of self discipline, and then want to achieve all their goals. Um, so we created this company and we wanted it to be a brand. You know, a lot goes into it um, of creating a company, but we wanted just the name to speak for themselves. So that's what we are, win the mental game. And ultimately, you know, we want to create resources for athletes and non-athletes to, you know, achieve their goals. And our first product is Athletes Ed's Journal, um, which is a form journal, which, you know, ultimately aims to help um, athletes, former athletes, um, raise their game on and off the field. We like to say it. So whether you're an athlete, we want to make you better in the court or in the game of life. And if you're a non-athlete, you know, we want salespeople, leaders, CEOs to invest in our product um, and have their daily life become better through visualization, through gratitude. Um, and all it takes is five to 10 minutes a day and, and that commitment to be self-disciplined. You know, when you actually reached out to me and and shared with me your your idea or your product, um, you know, I've been I've been in the game for a while um, as an athlete, as a coach, and a mental performance coach. And I think your product, your this journal, the Athlete's Edge, it's there are things that are out there that are similar, um, but to be honest with you and truthful and transparent, that I don't know if there's something that really really covers everything like you do in this in this journal now when i mean that i mean not only and i'll and i'll share it right now because i think it's it's super spiffy um i mean this is a really, <laughs> well, I really appreciate that yeah man this is really really it's like nice leather and um which is yeah it's sweat proof for all the athletes out there so they can take it to the gym or the uh, field uh, so we, we couldn't make it completely waterproof, but it's definitely sweat proof. So, um, if you're grinding out there doing your pushups or daily workout, uh, yeah. it's not going to ruin the journal. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just slick, but I'll tell you what's even more slick. It's, it's, it's not necessarily the outside. It's what's in the inside. You cover all the aspects of creating a plan and actually following your plan and also journaling about the whole experience. So, I mean, you got areas of, you know, pre-performance, like pre-routines and you have, you know, reflections and it tells you when to, um, to talk about your, your visualization experiences, when to breathe. I mean, this thing like defines everything as you move forward through your journey. And I love it how you start off the, the whole journal with your why. And, and the reason why I love that is because there's been a lot of discussion how important the why is. And some people have kind of challenged the why. 
I'll tell you what, the why, your why is very, very important. So is the how, but your why is actually, it's temporary. It's short-lived. So that's why you need to write it down and see it. So what I love about this is that every time you open the first page, you see your why. So I think this is this was the structure, the approach, I think is great. And so when you think about the structure and the approach that you took, how did you go about formalizing this whole plan um, and getting all the data to kind of support this type of journal? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think the key word is intentional. We were intentional about every element of that journal. Awesome. Uh, from the first page where you talk about your why to the structure of the daily pages to having it short and compact that it will only take five to 10 minutes because we live in a busy world to having game notes at the end to yeah. enhance free flow journaling. Or if you're working with a coach or a mental performance coach, that's where you can dive deeper into sessions. Um, but basically it, it stemmed from my passion for, you know, sports psychology. I got a master's degree and took some sports psychology courses, really got into it then, um, then read all kinds of books, um, started journaling on my own and used a similar journal, but not for athletes. Um, and then it kind of clicked that, Hey, you know, the athletic niche in the industry needs something like that. So I researched, um, what was out there. There wasn't much, there was a lot of, you know, spiral bound notebooks and different things and, you know, thought there needed to be something a little bit more official and tangible. Um, and ultimately I worked at Penn for a little bit and they have a, the, their, um, positive psychology branch. And I've sat in several seminars um, with that department and just listened to them. So that kind of resonated, um, learned about grit, learned a lot about visualization, short-term and long-term goals, and compiled a bunch of different resources and put it into the journal. Mm, I love it. Now, I believe as a society, we're not 100% there yet, but I think we're definitely, as a society, especially with the pandemic, I think we're we're starting to understand how important the mental game and mental health, they both intertwine with each other. But I believe since, I mean, I'm 46. So when I was playing sports in the eighties and the nineties and in early two thousands, sports psychology and the mental game, it was there, but it wasn't really, it's not where it is today. And so, and I love that. I love it that there's more coaches. I'm, I'm loving there's more conversations. There's more research. I love all of that. But when you were playing, it seemed like when you went through your injuries, um, not only playing at the, uh, the collegiate level and coaching at the collegiate level, how was the, the exposure for you for the mental game or mental skills training? Like, was it there? And is that, is that how like, you initially got introduced to sports psychology or the mental game? Yeah. So when I had my injury, I saw a regular psychologist, right? Um, and we had conversations, but it wasn't a sports psychologist. Um, it was only through Google and research and, you know, my own passion to find this mm. um, instead of a mental performance coach or sports psychologist helping me in this. Um, but kind of like you said, it, it has taken off in the last five to 10 years. And I think it's absolutely amazing. Like, you know, the MBA, I think requires a mental performance coach or sports psychologist on each staff that works with each team. Um, I'm fortunate in my day-to-day, -day, I work in college athletics and to see how, you know, I think a lot of the power five programs in the last, you know, three to five years have bought into the mental side of the game um, and kind of was the second wave where I was like, you know what, more people need this, you know, there's, 
you know, mid majors out there that can't afford it. There's division three and two institutions. There's high school athletes that are, you know, elite athletes that need a product. Um, and maybe not all of them can, you know, find a mental performance coach or afford this, but if we create a tool, um, it can even open up the flow of mental performance and mental performance skills to all kinds of athletes and just help everyone out. Yeah. You know, it's, and I've, and I've done this multiple times earlier in my career, you know, it's one thing when, when a mental performance coach or a sports psychologist, um, when they just speak to a team and to players. And, and so there's power to that. I mean, there's definitely, you can get educated, but there's more power when you're actually, when the athlete is engaged, writing things down for expressing themselves, but also retaining their, the knowledge, retaining the experience, retaining, supporting more of the behaviors of the routines. Now I've seen a lot of tools. And again, I, I, when I saw this, I mean, I thought the idea was cool and you were sharing it with me, but then when I saw it and I went through it, I'm like, this is a must have. It's a must have for athletes. It's a must have for coaches can use it. Coaches should use this as a resource. I know that I'm going to be pushing it to my coaches and the programs I work at because it is, it's vital. So again, and a lot of time you're going to have athletes that are younger, like in high school and below, not, not all those athletes are going to be completely bought into the mental game because they're still figuring themselves out. They're still figuring out where they stand in the team and their sport. They're just trying to figure out their bodies. So if you have something like this, I think the buy-in process helps athletes get a little more involved in understanding the mental game. Oh, 100%. Uh, first of all, thanks for those compliments. Uh, they're, they're amazing. Um, but no, I think that's the important part. Like we don't want to be the facilitator in our company. We've created a product and we want to work with mental performance coaches and sports psychologists. This can be the lead behind, right? You have these amazing yeah. leadership conversations. You motivate when you're there, whether it's on a monthly basis, an annual basis or a weekly basis. But what are those athletes doing to implement all the skills that you're teaching? If there's no leave behind, then that lecture goes in one ear and out the other ear. Where this product, um, it's the perfect tool for sports psychologist or mental performance coach to say, hey, you know, I'll be back in a month, but I want to hear your progress and this is how you're going to track it. Yeah. Now, since you've created this incredible product, I'm just curious. I know we haven't talked about this. Are there other products that you're going to create in the future or is this is this kind of putting all your eggs in this basket. Even if you are, it's great. Cause it's, it's a great, yeah, it's a great product. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot, Grant. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell everybody we're, we're a company. Our, our mission is to really help athletes and anyone out there to develop mental performance skills. Um, so I, I hope this is the first of many. Again, we want to be more in the product space than the implementation and the facilitation space. Uh, but I have some, some wheels turning. I'm not ready to uh, say what, what might be the next product, but we're okay. just excited. This one's launched and is getting in the hands of athletes and, and former athletes to help them with their daily life. Totally. Totally. So I, I always want to touch on this because it's real that, you know, obviously we're living in a pandemic. Um, there's a lot of athletes and teams that depending on what state you're in uh, are not going to have a chance to play their sport uh, for a full year for the most part. So just from your perspective, we talked a lot about the cool things that this journal is all about, but from your perspective, how can this journal help an athlete through, through the pandemic and through these times? 
Yeah, I think it goes back to the title of this podcast, 90% Mental, right? <laughs> um, at, the, at the end of the day, um, we all want to get better on our craft. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these high school athletes and college athletes right now are not getting the opportunity to get better at their craft because practice might be restricted. Uh, there might be limitations on how much you can interact with your coach or mentor, or there might be, you know, you might be able to practice, but you can't compete. Um, so hopefully this tool can serve as a resource during this time period um, throughout the pandemic to continue to, you know, one, physically work out, because I think that's good for your mind, body and spirit, yeah. but two, to keep you going, right, um, to help you be, have your mind focused on the goals that you have on a daily basis, right? This is a discipline. You're going to reflect on your goals. You're going to visualize your goals. You're going to set daily goals. Um, and then you're going to think about um, what you're looking forward to tomorrow. So it's keeping that positive mindset throughout this pandemic, because eventually this will end. We will get to a new normal, but there's going to be trying times. There's going to be obstacles. Um, so hopefully this tool can go hand in hand with wh whatever you're going through in life right now as an athlete. You know, and I'll add to that because uh, that was perfect. Uh, I always talk about um, right now an athlete team, a coach, a program should be focusing on connection, connecting with their craft. So this is where you do all the hard work in the dark. So when the moment arises that you can shine in a light and, and you're right, this pandemic, it's, it's, it's going to see itself through, but it's going to take some time. Um, so we're going to have a new normal. But this, this tool here, your, your journal, this is how you can actually connect with your craft. This is how you stay in line with your goals. It keeps, keeps the car going in the right direction. You're not, you don't have to go backwards to go forwards. You're during this time, you're staying connected to your craft. And also when you think about young athletes, you know, this is the first time they've probably dealt with a, a massive situation, which is called adversity. This is their first adverse, probably massive thing. So if you have something like this can keep you on track, stay connected to your craft, you get to document how you actually overcame or worked through adversity. This is a perfect training ground for life. So why not use something like this that's going to keep you connected, but also you can document how you actually dealt with adversity. No, that's well said. It can serve as a foundation for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. You use this through this season. You can see, hey, you know, I overcame, you know, months without my sport or months without competing in my sport. And I just focused it on the process of getting better each day. And ultimately I got back there and it's all chronicled. So down the road, when, you know, you do face adversity again, you have, this as the foundation to look back on. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, and I, I always like to end my shows um, on reflection. Cause I think that's just where, that's where we grow is to, to reflect and, and I, can, I can keep on talking to you about this and sports psychology for a long time. But um, considering your, your background and your career as an athlete, as a coach, also a professional within um, an athletic department, uh, if you were to look back at your whole career, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? Yeah, I think it's patience, right? Mm. Um, anybody who wants to start out and, you know, being college athletics wants to be an athletic director. You know, any coach that starts out wants to be a head coach. 
Um, and, and you got to realize that there's a path and there's a journey and, you know, greatness doesn't come easy, right? You know, getting to the top is a long path. So you should be more concerned about um, the day-to-day and first meeting the right people. Um, second, making sure that you position yourself in a manner that, you know, people like you and that you do a good job and you work hard and people notice you. Um, and then ultimately, um, success will come. So, um, you know, everybody has grand ambitions and I think you need those grand ambitions and goals to be determined and to be great. But you also need to realize that it doesn't happen overnight and that you need to keep grinding away. And that eventually if you do the right things, um, and network with the right people, it will take care of itself. hundred percent. I, I hear this all the time. If you want to be an overnight success, it's going to take you about 10 years. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got to be patient. And, and I, I love what you were saying, because as you were saying it, I was reflecting on, you know, all the success that I went through as an athlete, as a corporate athlete, when I was in sales, man, I, I had to go through a lot of stuff to get to that point to be successful. And again, it doesn't have to be it's a the title. iceberg, right? At the end of the day, the iceberg. Yeah, exactly. But we can be successful in the moment. So it's also those micro wins. Like whenever something micro happened good, you have to honor that because you have to be patient. And it's a long road. It's not about, and we hear this, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Well, it is. You know, and I heard that about my podcast. They're like, if you're trying to get likes and you're trying to get like all these sponsorships right off the bat, you're in it for the wrong reasons, man. You got, you got to do, you got to do the work first and man, doing this for four years, it's paying off, but I've, I've ha- I've been challenged with my patience, but I had to be patient to get to this point. And I can't wait to play a bigger game with the podcast and other things with my career. Um, but part of that, that path has to be patience. Yeah. And I think you're doing the right stuff. Content is king. People need content. People want to learn. People want to get better, especially during this pandemic. It kind of leads me to what I you know, talk about on a daily basis to friends or colleagues or anyone. Um, eventually, after this pandemic is said and done, somebody's going to ask you, what did you do to make yourself better during the pandemic? Yeah. Did you watch a lot of Netflix? Did you, um, you know, what, what did you do? Or did you invest in yourself, whether it's, you know, journaling more, reading about positive and inspirational stories, whether it's about losing weight or picking up a new hobby, um, someone's going to ask you what you did. And and if you can't say something positive or come up, uh, then you're doing the wrong things. Um, So I guess that this is the time right now that, you know, someone's hearing this, hopefully, you know, this, the light bulb, bulb goes off in their head and says, hey, you know, now's the time. There's only one month left in 2020. Let's make it happen. Let's start now. There's no reason to wait till January 1st of 2021. Um, start making moves. It doesn't have to be anything big, right? Small actions lead to large results on a daily basis. Um, so this is the time. I always say, I have been saying this during the pandemic. I love it what you just said, because my question I ask all the athletes, all the teams I work with was, you have to ask yourself this question. And that is what I, what do I want to be known for? It's not asking questions about other people looking at you. It's about you asking yourself the question, what do I want to be known for during this pandemic? So when we go back to, when we go to the new normal and we go through this and we're moving forward, what are you going to be known for? What do you want to be known for? And that's how you look at yourself, um, how you deal with 
adversity, when you deal with tough uh, situations, how do you want to look yourself in the mirror and, and say, this is what I'm known for. This is how I actually do it. And this book, this journal is a way, way to do it. And um, so I, I want all my listeners to check out um, when the mental game athletes edge journal, check it out and share with my listeners where they can buy it and learn more about your product. Yeah. So it's simple. They can go to winthementalgame.com. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, again, kind of like you, we're not all about just selling journals. We put out content on a daily basis that's motivational, inspirational. You know, we want to ultimately create a community. Um, if you buy our journal, that's awesome. But we would rather you, you know, follow us, get some motivation for your daily life to make you better on and off the field. Beautiful. BJ, thank you so much for being on the show and just sharing your your story, your thoughts, and also your awesome product. Um, I, again, I want everyone to check it out. This is a really cool journal. And, and again, BJ, thanks for, for being on my show today. No, thank you, Grant. I really love what you're doing in this space. You're bringing a lot of value to a lot of people and, uh, we, we need more of this in our life. Beautiful. Beautiful.